Previously on that Cthulhu John. Walter had walked into Rutherford Brightley's office. Allow me to introduce you to some people. This is Willis Freeman. Biology, biochemistry, Dr. Raquel McLeod, linguistics, Professor Thomas Winklespect, doctor of mathematics. I kind of just kept walking. Wander around, think. Be that weird guy that sometimes is mumbling on himself and is swinging at nothing on the street. You got to pull it together. Yeah, so, you know, drowning everything in alcohol seems to be the right choice. So if you're, uh, you know, if you're sick of, you needed some time away, how would you feel about going to Alaska? Yeah, you know what, it sounds like an idea, honestly. I wouldn't mind getting away from here. Mr. Pendergast, what if I told you that the world was at stake? To figure out... The entire puzzle. We will have to resort to unusual methods. Mr. Pendergast, welcome to the Mages Five. Thanks for joining us for That Cthulhu John, episode 30. We are a real play Call of Cthulhu podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore. And with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. Big 3-0. Chuck. Hello, baby. And Jenny. Happy New Year. All right, guys. So, yeah, that's right. So, guys, when we last left off with... uh, Walter, uh, he had just joined this uh, society of this rather exclusive society called the Magus Five. Magus Five. <laughs> <laughs> we'll need to get the fourth to make some like bluesy Motown something in between. I, I suggested it. I, I did bring it up to him. Nice. So while you're there in the room, you have just uh, you just kind of met everyone, right? Uh, yeah, so is everybody still here? Willis, Thomas, and Dr. Raquel McLeod? Uh, yes, they are all still there for right now. And Walter looks around, and he's like, and you guys all know about this cube within a cube? Within a cube? And he looks a little puzzled. A little unsure. They all look at each other. And uh, Tom speaks up and goes, Well, we all know about the concept of it, but of course no one could actually view something like this. Now he looks even more puzzled. He says, Well, uh, maybe I'm asking the wrong questions. Uh, Perhaps a better one would be, Where do we begin? I guess we could leave that up to Brightly. And Brightly chimes in and goes, Well, Mr. Pendergast, the way that we would go about viewing this hypercube would be to perform a, mm, 
I suppose you would call it a ritual. Hmm. Intriguing. What this ritual does is it brings forth something that can travel between dimensions. Ooh. No, no, no. Uh, he seems a little more concerned suddenly. Uh, bring forth something? When we uh. do bring it forth, Mr. Pendergast, it will be bound to our collective willpower. Hmm. That sounds uh, volatile, to say the least. But, uh... It's the only way, Mr. Pendergast, a hypercube can be arranged in a manner that the human mind can comprehend. He, uh, he pauses for a moment and takes a deep breath. When I had first encountered things of this nature, the one who had showed me, um, he showed me the effects of what this process had cost. Is there dangers or, uh, you know, permanent side effects from uh, bringing forth this other... I guess I don't fully understand. uh... It's okay, Mr. Pendergast. We don't expect you to fully understand. Bird. These things being of the nature they are, I guess uh, it's it's hard to convey the true meaning of uh, all of your words. Sometimes uh, you have to see to believe. Says to you, well, now that you are part of our little group here, you will see things beyond your imagination, Mr. Pendergast. Hmm. He, uh, kind of maybe nervously sips his coffee. <laughs> Says, well, uh, if things truly are at stake, as you said, then, uh, I suppose it's for the best. Mr. Pendergast... Do not think that I take this lightly. It is of the utmost importance that we do whatever is necessary to stop what is coming forth to destroy humanity as we know it. Shit. Well, in that case, uh, still on, on board 100%. He says, very well. Mr. Pendergast... We'll leave you with our contact information. This ritual that we will be performing will be at the first new moon. Uh, forgive my lack thereof celestial knowledge. When is that? Okay, hold on. I got that right here. The next new moon falls on March 21st. Okay, um, gosh, I forget in-game what day is today. Saturday. Julie only said it, like, 30 times. Well, I remember that part. <laughs> what else do you listen to Leonard it's Skinner? Saturday, come on. Come on. She kind of reminds me of John C. Riley, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, a little, that's great. It is March 3rd. Sweet. Currently. Now this, I guess this is uh, all uh, quite a lot to take in. Um, is there anything I should do to prepare in the meantime? Aside from continue pouring through the uh, volumes of the Magus specula or Specula Magus that I have? 
Mr. Pendergast, if you could continue unraveling the puzzle that is the Speculum Magus, at least the part that you have, uh, that would be most helpful to our cause. Yes, of course. Um, I suppose, uh, is there any sort of format that's best? Or uh, I, I kind of, you know, shorthand break them down on the notes I've taken so far. Uh, I guess maybe just to confirm that it's something that everyone can follow or see if there's any, uh, maybe check with uh, Thomas and see if there's any kind of like, you know, if he has any like graphing uh, preferences or, you know, things of that nature that would be easier for him to kind of... Uh, digest if he's going to be helping on the mathematical parts well uh tom says to you well the best way to probably graph it out would be to uh, put a grid uh, in a cube that way you can have very very precise lines that connect through the cube Hmm. okay that sounds like a good idea thanks and uh yeah kind of uh gets to thinking about that and i guess uh if it's uh, easiest and uh, he reaches into his uh, jacket pocket and produces a few business cards offers out four more to the other members of the maybe's five or three more i guess uh rutherford has one so you hand out your business card to them and they all in turn hand their card to you Ooh, look at us all. It's the numbers to all their offices at the University of Pennsylvania. Okay. Helpful reference for their uh, field of expertise as well. Brightly says to you, Well, Mr. Pendergast, and this also applies to the rest of you, we will be reconvening here at the next new moon. Until then, Mr. Pendergast, feel free to... Ask anything you want of me or my colleagues. We will be expecting calls from you, I suppose. Or perhaps visits, whatever you prefer. But this will be the end of our meeting, I believe. Well, actually, with that offer, if you don't mind, uh, perhaps I could show you a picture real quick. It's completely unrelated, I assume. But uh, I picked up some pictures of something interesting I had come across uh, via a friend recently. Does anybody happen to recognize this symbol or uh, have any leads on a way that I might uh, pursue any other information on it? And I produce a picture of Heather's uh, necklace and the symbol that it has on it. Okay, so you produce it and they all kind of gather around it, the other four professors. And they all take a look at it and brightly looks up to you and goes, tell me, where did you get the picture of this? Uh, Well, the photograph itself was taken by me. Uh, Recent events have led to some strange occurrences and revelations, uh, this being one of them. Uh, The best I can tell is that it has some connection to Vietnam, perhaps. It was suggested, however, that it is much, much older than the 50s, being the last reference in time that I have of its whereabouts. Brightly looks to you, uh, and he looks around the circle real quick, and he says, Mr. Pendergast, this 
could be something. I'm not sure. Give me a psychology roll. Oh boy. We're reaching deep for this 14 here. <clears throat> 51. Pretty far off. Alright. So, Brightly says, this could be many things. Um, these symbols are strange. It's, um, they don't look like anything I've seen before. Well, uh, I guess, uh, it is what it is. It's a bit of a mystery to me as well. I just figured uh, you all being so worldly and uh, seemingly having access to uh, information which isn't so readily available to most. I picked up a whole roll of film. Uh, does anybody have any interest in that as a reference? Or should I? Any reaches to take it back? Brightly says, uh, yes. Would there be other angles of it in there? Perhaps that could help. Sure. He produces the entire roll of prints, or I guess the uh, stack of prints, and uh, says, feel free to take a look through The developed film? Yeah. So he starts flipping through them, and uh, the other three of them kind of lean back, don't seem that interested in it. He looks through them and goes... This could be perhaps some sort of just artist's rendition of some sort of symbol of some sort. I honestly cannot tell you what the symbol could mean. Uh, yeah. I guess uh, it has a, a few strange uh, characteristics. It also seems to be very resistant to uh, heat and always seems to be cold the thing of most note was uh i don't know if any of you are believers in the uh psychic profession but uh incidentally the friend who uh i mentioned owning this uh she had a reading uh, was told that it uh, was of a place long forgotten i don't know it just sounded uh out there enough and i kind of it's a little twilight zone reminiscent uh, in his manner of speaking but um well uh, no matter i just uh, figured worth a shot it's been on my mind as of late and uh, i'll probably do a little more research and he says to you well mr pendergast i think we'll be going our separate ways right now we will reconvene again on the new moon On the what date was it, Mr. Pendergast? (laughs) March 21st, if not sooner. He smiles a bit and finishes his coffee. Right, yes. March the 21st, we will all reconvene. Thank you all for coming, and we'll be in touch. Mm -hmm. He gathers up the pictures and stows them away. As well, uh, thanks everyone, uh... It's been a genuine pleasure. Okay, so um, Rachel McLeod and uh, Tom Winklespeck both say bye to you. They uh, say, you know, nice meeting you, that kind of thing, and they leave. And uh, do you leave as well? Uh, yeah, not too much else to do there at this point. Um, I think uh, it's time to head on home. Oh, wait, no, wait a minute. Uh, I thought actually... 
I was going to head on over to the fireside later today, come to think about it. Okay. It's still relatively early, right? He looks at his watch, pulls the sleeve back, you know. Meeting started at 4, and that's right. You guys were at the fireside a little bit early, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I do believe so. All right. So we'll say that the whole meeting took about a half an hour. I know it didn't seem that long, but there was a little bit of banter in between there, we're going to say. Yeah, sure. We had to get coffee and all that stuff. Exactly. There was that little break there. So about a half hour later, it's 4.30, and uh, Walter, you go to leave, and you go to close the door to Brightly's office, and behind you is still Brightly and Professor Freeman. And you go to close the door and give me a listen roll. Dang it. 49 will not do it. All right. So you start to hear them say something to each other just faintly. Do you want to push the roll or spend the luck? No, I'm going to save the luck. He's pretty low as it is. Do you want to push the roll? Oh, push the roll. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Do it. Nah, you know, he's he's not even going to be rude if he if he fails it. I think he's going to let it ride. Okay. You know, when most people say let it ride, that means they're going to roll the dice again. But <laughs> that's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you would, but that's all right. Anyway, so you go to leave Brightly's office, and you see that uh, when they get to the end of the hall. Rachel and Tom split ways. We'll say Tom goes to the left and Rachel goes to the right. Uh, well, I mean, still kind of early and uh, funeral coming up tomorrow. I guess uh, Walter might be uh, kind of in the mood to have a drink, too. So it's going to head on out and down to South Philly. All right. So you head on back down to good old South Philadelphia. Uh, we'll say traffic's bad and it takes another 30 minutes. It's rush hour. Yeah. Um, on a Saturday. Where's it coming from? U- University City? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta cross one of those bridges. I gotta cross the Schuylkill. Yep. Try to take the South Street Bridge. And that's probably like the worst idea. Intersections like all exactly. jammed up constantly. <laughs> Yuck. Yeah. So, Walter, you get home around 5. Uh, you gonna head on to the fireside? Uh, yeah, I mean, he probably wouldn't even go home. He'd probably just go straight to the fireside. I mean, there's nothing really at home that he needs, I guess. So you park your car up out front of the fireside? Yeah. All right, so inside the fireside, you push open the door, and you see Lenny and Heather. Is it? There's about 5 o'clock. Aren't you, aren't you both there? So the sun's probably still up. Which way is the bar maybe, facing? Maybe a tiny bit. Everyone yells again. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. If it's uh, the sun pours in, if it's facing the sunset, that's a bad time to open the door. Mm-hmm. Get that golden light, but like that low angle light, so all the shadows are forty seven feet long. Mega blinding. <laughs> yeah, so you get that sun just kind of beam right through. <laughs> and you know all the pa- patrons at the bar are like, "Oh God, close the door." They all turn into bats. <laughs> Just flop away. 
So, Walter, you walk in and you see Letty and Heather there. Uh, you close the door behind you pretty quickly. And you see Lenny and Heather talking to each other. Just in my eyes. Probably would have looked at him and seen him. Nod. And as you walk in, you see the jukebox and you see Julie over at the jukebox playing some songs. Oh, shit. Looks like she partied her purse off again. (laughs) Well, if she doesn't notice me, I'm going to try to play it off and uh, slink over to a seat. But if she does, I guess it is what it is. Let's see if she notices you. Look at you. Nope. So, yeah, he kind of slinks down a little bit and shuffles off uh, towards Lenny over there in the corner. All right. So you guys are all together. You going to compare some notes, sir? Lenny, good to see you. Hey, Walter. Long time no see. Lenny is uh, quite tired and beaten up looking still. Kind of looks you up and down. About the same as you seen him last, except he's been showered. Well, uh, gosh, uh, Heather, uh, what, what do you say? You still got some cold cores back there? Sure do. I might grab them. One. Probably got Lenny another one. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, that one's on me. And I, uh, I'll put down a 50. Yeah. Oh, shit. Did they oh, exist in the 80s? over here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like all $2 bills and like I had an argument recently somebody said there wasn't $500 a, bills but there were I'm gonna act like I knew that that was yeah, ever they're a thing not in circulation right not anymore no I think they stopped making them um, but it wasn't like that long ago alright so you guys are all together uh huh I would say Walter probably takes like a big you know like third of the pint kind of a uh, couple chugs just to catch up a little bit, but also to maybe try to process some of the things that he uh, heard about at the meeting. Yeah, I definitely ask him how his meeting was. How was your secret meeting? I, I guess good. And he kind of shrugs a little bit. Um, I mean, it it seems like it's important to pursue, but I uh, am a little worried, honestly. I know that feeling. <laughs> I'll drink to that. He kind of stops himself mid-sentence and uh, takes another big uh, gulp or two. I guess, uh, you know, the things that I had been reading about and trying to, I guess, mark down or plot, they discussed the method of kind of pursuing it further, but uh, I, I don't know. I guess uh, there's some details of the process, I guess, which I'm unclear of that maybe... Uh, Leave me a bit hesitant. You're uh, starting to sound like me when I'm uh, trying to explain some things, you know? Very cryptic there, Walter. Yeah, could you guys be (laughs) any more cryptic about everything that happens in your lives? Like, it's a book club, right? You're just in a book club. You guys are, like, reading each other the different parts of the books that you have. First rule of book club. (laughs) Never talk about book club. (laughs) This is your first night at book club. You have to read. (laughs) Oh, um, he says, yeah, I guess on the, on the surface, uh, that's, that's an easy way of putting it, but, uh, it seems like there might be a lot more there. I just, I just kind of hope, uh, what Brightly's uh, telling me is true, but 
he kind of shrugs again and says, uh, they, they seem on the level enough. I uh, asked them about your necklace, but they didn't seem to know much this, about uh, that. Exactly. This is the guy that uh, roughed up the bookstore, yeah? Same guy. The baseball team and all that. Hmm. It is. I guess you two were... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is the guy I got beat up for? <laughs> uh, I think uh, you kind of just got beat up. I don't know. Uh... He puts his head down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even there. Oh, she definitely laughs like this back at you. <laughs> <laughs> Walter has a hard time not kind of smirking at that, but he keeps a, keeps his head low and tries so. to hide it. Uh, he says, "Well, yeah, yeah I, I think so. I mean, uh, all the other members have the rest of the collection of books that I bought, so." Uh, you know, in a sense, I mean, we kind of are working together. What's the old saying that uh, necessity often makes for strange bedfellow? He drinks a little bit more of his beer. You notice it's probably like 70% empty at this point. He's been drinking it pretty quick. I just quick. grab him another one. Working together on what? What are you, uh, translating these old books? or? Uh... Well, I mean, this, uh, you know, this probably sounds crazy, but I think they have a method of... Uh, of, of using someone else to uh, to find the answers that these books contain. It's the someone else that kind of worries me. Uh, I don't think he's from around here, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, so you uh, worried about paying for long-distance calls or what? <laughs> uh, maybe uh, paying the toll of flesh. And he kind of rubs the uh, freshly healing bite wound on his shoulder. Oh my god, you're not bringing that creature back, are you? He says, no, I, I hope not that creature, but I mean, what if it's it's something, something similar? Uh, that's the part that worries me. Heather does a shot immediately. I hold my head in my hands. Uh, I don't know what I saw. Your bloody hands. So, Walter, as you get a little... Do you tell them about this ritual? I mean, he started to tell them to kind of gauge their, you know, their response to it. Because, I mean, Walter, as he's saying it or even thinking about describing this, he assumes that he's going to sound like a crazy person. And he only loosely understands what he's talking about. So, I mean, that doesn't really help matters either. But what about you guys? I mean, as I tell you that I'm thinking about maybe trying to use something like the Child of Ithaca to pursue these answers here. I mean, do you guys kind of grasp what I'm telling you about that part? Like a seance? Uh, he kind of nods He's and has like a real weird look on his face. You're going to bring back that monster in a seance? I kind of shake my head a little bit. I don't say anything yet. This is, uh, I don't think it's that monster, thank goodness. But, I mean, if it is something similar... Uh, Eugene, uh, the smaller of the two Russian guys that we met before, he showed me his hands. He, he did something to make Millie, I guess, disappear that time when we were at the uh, auction, the first time we saw one of those creatures. And uh, whatever he said or shouted, it made the tips of his fingers all, all black, like uh, like real bad frostbite. 
you know, Rutherford said that they could control whatever it is this the seance is all about, but I mean, I don't know. I guess obviously there's things that could go wrong. And what about, you know, what if there's some kind of terrible or painful or, you know, uh, some kind of price that once paid can't be taken back kind of thing? I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Yeah, but if you're uh, if you're splitting that price with, uh, you know, a few other people, maybe uh, maybe you can get it yourself a discount. You know what I mean? Uh, he kind of smiles at that, and uh, he's he can figure out a way around it. You know? Yeah, he kind of chuckles nervously and finishes the first beer and sets that pint down. Look, if if what you say is, uh, you know, there's some mumbo jumbo in those books, it's gonna uh, it's gonna make your whole life better. I wouldn't trust it, but uh, uh, maybe there's some more in those books that you can use to uh, find a way around giving away too much, I guess. I don't know. Um, say anything in those books about snakes? Uh, well, uh, me and Heather here were just talking about all these snakes I've been seeing. Uh, so she's seeing symbols, I'm seeing snakes. I didn't really tell you before, Walter, but yeah, yeah, kind of. I'm opening up, eh? Let's get a couple more shots, by the way, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> I better eat soon. Well, yeah, I mean, there there is actually mention of of uh, a serpent folk. What? What? Tell me more. What are you saying? Snakes? Uh, you know what? Uh, somebody I know has been acting fucking funny. Uh, somebody I work with. Uh, Working the other day, I was out of town. I was injected by this gentleman here with some kind of, I don't know what. I started seeing he's turning into snakes, I'm turning into snakes. Things uh, that shouldn't have been going down were going down. And anyway, yeah, so I was abandoned out in the Poconos, and you kind of know the rest from when you picked me up. Hmm. Was that kind of like uh, when you when you shouted when we were driving and uh, you thought we hit someone? He takes another long swig of his beer too. Yeah, I guess that's kind of involved, sort of. I mean, he wasn't a snake. Uh, it's just some dead guy I've been seeing. Do you think it can stop me from seeing all these squiggles? Like, if you do this seance, is it going to make us all normal again? All we got to do is, uh, you know, cut out a few hearts afterward, no big deal. <laughs> cut out some hearts, go to Alaska, do a seance, and then bingo bango, we're yeah. all normal again, right? Let's do a shot. Plenty of time to retire in Cabo. Or some ways, I don't know. <laughs> Walter uh, pauses for a moment, he says, uh, gosh, you know, I, I haven't really eaten much today, uh, maybe I should nurse this one, and he starts to sip the shot. He kind of sighs. He says, uh, Heather, I, I don't think it's it's like that. I think it's more like what I was afraid of. If if this thing with Millie and all these other Ithaca children hadn't been dealt with, you know, that, that could have been a big problem for everybody. I think this seance or the things in the books that it mentions, uh, you know, I think it's another event, another terrible... Oh, my God thing that oh my god i can't even think about that uh, he lets out a long sigh i guess you i don't know i think you should do it then i don't know sits back in his chair 
Yeah, it's, it's... She starts kind of freaking out, and then she's, like, pacing the bar to, like, see if anybody needs a drink, but nobody does, and she just, like, needs to walk away for a second, because she's losing her shit. And she's probably pretty drunk by now. I think I said about five <laughs> yeah. shots. I, I guess it could be related. I, I don't know. That's that's pretty... That'd be pretty coincidental, right? I mean... I don't know, but uh, if it says anything about uh, antidotes to, uh, you know, uh, psychotropic drugs or whatever, let me know. Snake arm antidote. Well, yeah, yeah, I get these weird snake hands, and then I've been seeing shit. He pulls out his uh, his little book that you've seen him use many times over, and he says, uh, Lenny, do me a favor. Just uh, just tell me just about anything you can think of that seems relevant, and uh, I'll see what I can find out. And uh, he turns... Actually, you know what he does? He goes to the back of the book, flips it upside down, and he uh, starts writing anything you tell him in there. He's starting to write like a madman. That's the first step. No, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> it would be upside down if you're reading it from the back, but... No, I like it's it. Very Hunter S. Thompson right there. Yeah. He does a shot of whiskey, shoots a gun in the air, he starts writing upside down. This is, uh, I really don't know, but... Uh, you know, there's 16 books. I can pour through them best I can and uh, see if there's anything that matches up with what you're saying here. All right, like uh, there's, uh, well, like I said, snakes, you know, snake arms, snake hands, snake fingers, snake men. Yeah. It could be out uh, of character, but, you know. Some kind of drug. Wait, how many books are there? Many? Uh, I th- wait, I forget. He's got Do 16. I have 16, right? Oh, no, um, I'm sorry. I have 14 books total. Pardon me. 14 books total. Okay. I remember uh, oh, there was a weird, like, purple flower that this this gentleman had that I'd never seen him be, have before uh, recently. I recall it's a little fuzzy. I don't know what I was doing in his office, oh. but I saw it behind him. It stood out. He never, he never was like a plant guy, you know? Uh, anyway, and then, yeah. So uh, just the other day, I was injected with a rather long, scary needle. Well, um, this should be helpful. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of books, but uh, fortunately you live a few doors down from me. Uh, if I find anything that I think you should know about, uh, I'll check with you. But this seance or whatever, as uh, Heather called it, did you come back, Heather, or are you still pacing? No, I'm, I'm back. Okay. It's just like a quick back and forth like i just need to walk away for like one second because i'm <laughs> drunk and i don't know if what i'm hearing is what i'm hearing and got a coffee machine here at the bar i don't want you to uh, put on some coffee yeah. there i think we could all use it we'll order some food yeah that's a that's a good idea i mean we got the i got the funeral tomorrow i should probably co- at least uh you know every other whiskey have a coffee or something <laughs> um, or some water you got that classic drip with the the hot plate underneath it and the large like pitcher of coffee, you know, glass one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coffee's always tastes kind of burnt just because it sits there all the time. Some asshole heated the pot with nothing in it once. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you pour you guys yourself some coffee, just to keep drinking. And uh, what time do you guys uh, stay there till? I mean, what is preferred? Um. A bit later, maybe not all night, yes, uh, especially if it dies out, close early or whatever. But um, is there anything that needs to be done to prepare for the funeral tomorrow? I don't know. I don't really know if I should go. Only time I met Millie was, yeah, I met Millie once. Uh, 
she it was at the art, art gallery so uh i feel a little weird about going never even really seen a picture of her no you came with me to see her in, in the, the hospital in the hospital when she was like weightlifting oh that's right i guess that's twice <laughs> i want to say i probably like if it's slow I'll shut it down a little early like i don't you got a funeral i think it's fair i don't want to go home but i gotta get but up early it's saturday right. it does uh it does start to kind of die out a little bit around uh one in the morning people are just uh you know a little getting a little too drunk and then kind of stumbling out i uh help her out start taking out trash and shit you have a ride to the funeral, or uh, would you like a ride tomorrow? Yeah, you know what? I could I could use a ride, if that's okay with you. I have to go a little bit early because I have the, uh, like, the picture collages. Mm. <laughs> Is that what they're called? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The yeah, the memory boards. Memory boards, yeah. Memory board. I just felt like there's a classier way to say it than, like, a diorama of... <laughs> These are all pretty classy words. I'm not good with the words when we're doing this. I wish I had some pictures to contribute, but I'm sure that'll be nice. Well, uh, yeah, I guess if there's anything I can do to help out, uh, if we're closing early, I'll put up some chairs or whatever else we need to do to close this place down. All right, so as you guys are closing up, uh, before you lock the door, there's uh, one guy that comes in. He looks a little, I guess, chilly or something. He's, like, shaking a little bit. And he comes in from the cold, and uh, he sits down at the bar, and Heather, I guess you go over to him? Is this after I called last call? Like, were we just about to leave, or? Y- yeah, like, pretty much close to when you were about to leave. Alright, yeah, I'll go over, and I just tell him, uh, hey, hon, like, if you want a beer, I can get you a beer, but it's gonna be last call after that. I don't want to push you back out in the cold right away, so... He goes, uh, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll take a beer. Give me a psychology roll. Yes. <laughs> Nine. Ooh. Wow, extreme. Mark, uh, uh, mark off psychology. If you haven't. Nice. I already got it marked off, baby. Right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's the only thing I passed. <laughs> Not spot hidden, that's for sure. So, Heather... You see that this guy, something seems off about this guy. He seems a little shakier than maybe even the cold. Uh, he keeps scratching at his face and stuff. He seems all just kind of uh, jittery in general. And uh, Lenny, since you were helping out, and Walter, since you were helping out too, uh, give me a spot hidden roll from you two guys. Ooh, 95. Walter, you're facing completely the wrong direction. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my go. 91. I was outside dumping bottles. Guys. (laughs) Guys. So both of you guys kind of failed on that one. I should have warmed these up. Um... I guess I guess it's too much to spend luck on. Oh yeah, no. I'm, you might hear some bottles dumping outside, all the clinking and all the glass breaking in the dumpster or something. Walters wouldn't even hear Walter's the screams. Like, I don't know how you would push this roll. So, um, 
All right, so Walter, what are you doing right now? Stacking bar stools? Yeah, he's probably just putting bar stools up on the bar. And Lenny, you're taking out trash to the dumpster out back? Mm hmm. All right. Uh, <laughs> when you come back with the beer, this guy pulls out a gun and points it at you and goes, Listen, just be calm. And he scratches his face a little bit. He says, Just be calm and uh, give me the money from the register. And I'll get out of here and no one gets hurt. Points it at me? Yeah, it's pointed at you. Okay, so I give him all the money from the register. All right. Walter, give me a listen roll. Oh, come on. 90. (laughs) Boy, look at this spinning top on this bar stool. (laughs) Wouldn't it be funny if I beat a monster, but I just get shot by a meth head, like, so randomly? That's how it goes. Yeah. It's like a Linus Morissette song. Isn't it (laughs) He sees you starting to go through the drawer, getting the money out, and he goes, just give Mm. me the drawer. All right, so I lift the drawer thingy out. Mm -hmm. A little money thing And I just shaking Hand it to him Okay Um, So you shake Hand it to him And Walter You Like I said Are facing completely I'm saying probably like Yelling or crying Or something too Yelling? (laughs) Crying Crying More crying Not yelling Crying (laughs) (laughs) Too bad uh, Julie left already (laughs) Match made in heaven. You like Skinnerd? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you hand him the drawer from the register and let me get a luck roll out of you. Would heaven. it be enough crying and, and yelling for a listen roll from me? Uh, no, you're yeah. outside. And she's not yelling, okay. she's just crying. Forty-seven, and I have fifty. Noise. Sounds like a pass to me. Lucky. (laughs) That does sound like a pass, a luck pass. So as this guy's running out the door, Lenny comes in the door. Oh wait, I thought it was listening. No, that was what I was asking. He asked. He said luck. 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 Okay, I have sixty-three in luck anyway. That's fine. All right, good. Yeah, so it's a luck roll, and you passed it, and. Uh, as this guy's starting to run out the door, Lenny comes in the door. Does he like just run into my chest? He sees you, pauses for a second, and then goes to bump. Do I see the gun or anything? Uh, give what, me spot uh, hidden, I guess. Wads of cash? You see, you see him walking out with a drawer full of cash. Oh, man. 93. Oh, a lot I'll of nineties. Like, lift the trash can like over. I'm like, whoops, excuse me. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> you put it on top of your head so that you don't see anything that's happening. All right, uh, give me an opposed strength uh, roll now. Okay. <laughs> uh, can I yell to Lenny like he just robbed me? Of course you can. Yes. All right. Well, I probably yell that. Like he just still, he just robbed the register. Extreme, what? He's got a gun. Wow, this guy had a hard pass. Fourteen. Extreme. All right, so this guy goes to bump into you, and you just put your force all into him, and he falls on his ass on the ground. 
Okay, now I must surely notice the money and shit's sprawling out on the floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's coins <laughs> spilling everywhere. Oh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. You just start picking up the bottles again. Um, excuse me, I'm sorry, this must be yours. <laughs> this is no way to carry money around with you. You should get a wallet, dude. You should get a cash register for that drawer. <laughs> Yeah, give me the register. Um, so this guy falls on the floor, yeah. <laughs> Does he... All right. Um, so now I'm starting to figure out what's going on. Uh, Walter's like, what the hell? Does that mean we go into, like, combat or how... Because uh, if I realize he just robbed the place, I'm going to crack this guy in the face. All right, he goes... While he's on the ground. While he's on the ground. Um, he's prone right now, so I'm going to roll for him to pull his gun out. Actually, no, he has to roll for initiative. All right, but he's going to roll at disadvantage, or not disadvantage, a, uh, a penalty die. What does that mean? You rolled an extra you 10. Extra 10. And you get to take the shittier of the two rolls, which is a fail for his dexterity. Can, um, I, can I try to knock it out of his hand instead if I see that's what he's trying to pull out? Uh, you can try to kick it. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to kick the shit out of his hand. All right. Uh, um. How much of this does Walter see as well? Like, is, are, is this, does this take place in the doorway, or is this back in the bar now once he falls? Yeah, it's it's closer to the doorway. Walter, you're, like, all the way in the back. I'd probably still be standing in the open door. Yeah. And okay. uh, you're going to have to give me a dexterity roll. Me? Yeah, you and Walter, too, since he's hearing this. Anyone who's going to possibly enter combat here. Pass. Uh, regular pass. Regular pass, okay. So you go before this guy does. Um, and, I mean, just okay. to check, though, I mean, like, how much of this can Walter see? I mean, I guess maybe his first response wouldn't be to pull a gun if he doesn't see a gun. So, I mean, like... Well, you see this guy reach for his pocket and he pulls out his gun. And you see the money on the floor and you see, uh, I'm pretty sure at this point you can see the gun. He's laying on the floor pointing it up. But Lenny gets okay. the... Well, he's, yeah, he's about to point it up. Um, I guess. Uh, actually, you already... No, you... Brawl? Okay, yeah, you're going to have to do a brawl roll. Brawl roll. Brawl roll. Brawl roll. Can Heather be calling the cops as this is happening, or is it all happening so quickly? Like, this is like seconds. I rolled a 17 out of 50. Wow. All right. Brawl roll. So that's a good brawl roll. Uh, is that ex That's not extreme. That's a hard pass. All right. Well, it's good enough that uh But if I have can... to spend the seven luck, I might. No. Oh, it's good enough to kick the shit it's out of his hand. It's good enough to kick his hand that has the gun in it. Give me a damage roll if you uh it is which I believe is just one d three one d three plus a db. If you hit him for more than three, the gun will fly out of his hand. All right, so um, that's a two and a one, three points. There you go, and you kick his hand, and uh, the gun flies out of his hand. He goes to grab at his fingers. My fingers. I think you fucked up his hand pretty bad there. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah three, points. three points is a nice chunk mm-hmm. of health there. But the gun goes sliding across the room and towards you, Walter. Oh, well, shit. Uh, he hastily reaches to grab it and keep it away from this asshole. Any rolls involved? Dexterity, maybe? No, just if you're just picking it up, I mean, you can just pick it up. Yeah, he'll do that first turn, make sure that it's away from this dude. Mm-hmm. All right, so you go to, you pick it up, and the guy's just on the ground right now, Lenny. And uh, looks like he's going to try to get up. I'm going to clobber in town. He can try. I'm going to try to use my fist to keep him on the ground. Hey, good going there, Walter. You just keep that trained on him, but uh, I'm going get to a, get a punch in if I can before he gets up. Is that what you do, Walter? Keep the gun aimed at him? Actually, I'd like to inspect it and see if it's loaded and appears to be functional before anything else. How much it's worth. Okay, so you're going to take your turn doing that. Walter, give me a dexterity roll, since you're actually entering combat right now. He fails. He just puts the safety on and, like, turns it to the side. He's appraising it as he says that. (laughs) So you failed your dexterity roll? Yes, sir. Okay, what's your dexterity? 40. 40. Okay, uh, this guy's dexterity is a little lower, so he's still going to go last in the in the fight order. So, uh, Lenny, you go first. As he's trying to get up, you give him the old knuckle sandwich. If I can. All right, so go to fight him. He's going to fight back. <laughs> Woof. Not going to do it. 68. Uh, 64 is not going to do it for him either. So you both go to struggle with each other. He stands up, and uh, I'm going to say that you go to punch him, but he tries to maneuver around you. Stalemate. Yeah. And Walter, what are you doing? It's your turn. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. You spent your turn examining the gun. Yeah, he puts the safety on it first, and I guess see uh, maybe what kind of gun is it? Are we talking about a revolver, or is this a? It's a revolver, like a snub nose. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, honestly, if it's a revolver rather than safety, he might even just fucking eject the uh, bullets, just uh, open the car, uh, the revolver, and just let the bullets spill out, just in case. You ain't trying to have nobody get shot up in this bitch. Okay, so I'm going to say you go to inspect it, and you pull it out, and you see that it is loaded, and then you dump it out. That'll be your action this turn. You got it. All right, so this guy's going last, and he is not going to try to fight back. He's just going to try to run. Do you want to pursue him? Um, Can I try to, like, uh, trip him as he runs by or anything? Or as he runs out, or...? Well, grab him. I guess that would be. I guess I'll pursue if I'm, I must. Uh, it's his turn. He's using it to exit. I'm still pretty much in the in the doorway. He would have to go. He would have to get past me. He is going around you. So that'll be the start of the new round. He's going around you. What do you do? Okay. Um, I'm gonna try to trip him. I guess. Okay, that'll be a brawl move. And I'm going to see you give him a spot hidden. Put my foot out. Yeah, with three stooges move. I like it. <laughs> right. Am I going first? Cook him in the eyes. Oh, wait. Who's spot hidden? That dude or me? This guy's rolling pretty bad. 
he didn't do his spot hidden, so he doesn't see you put his leg out. And I rolled a nine. That's an extreme. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see if he gets an extreme <laughs> with a, with a uh, penalty die, and he does not. So uh, you trip him pretty good, and push him forward from the shoulder, throw him to the ground. I guess just outside the door. All right, throw him to the ground just outside the door, and as he hits that uh, concrete, ooh, three points of damage to him. Okay, so his hand hurts, and his face hurts. Knock his freaking teeth out. Yeah, his, his nose is all bloody now, gushing out blood. Uh, he might have chipped a tooth or something. Um, Walter, you see, uh, see Lenny walks outside, and the door begins to close. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was actually going to be a little bit closer this round. Um, I mean, my thought was to just club him with pistol, but if he's running, that's different. Ain't running yet. Yep. Walter ain't going to let you just, you know, get boxed up by some crackhead or something. I don't know. <laughs> so the, you have the guy outside there. Do you follow, uh, Walter? I do. Okay, so I say, uh, call the police, and I do pursue out the door gonna be up all night i was literally just gonna yell that like should i go no. to the cops do not we don't i was thinking that. no i mean especially now that you've it's been uh, kind of taken care of but i'm still working on it huh all right so you're well that's up to you so you're outside walter is behind you and this guy's on the ground uh he rolls over and goes oh no stop i'm sorry i'm sorry um, I'm th- I think Lenny's in like a in like a fragile state where he really wants to take some aggression out. It makes sense to me. So uh, I think the next move would probably be uh, is it is it the kick in the ribs? Is that like the usual one? I think so. That's, a, still that's standard. The old soccer <laughs> kick. Yeah. And he's on the ground. He's going to do a dodge roll with a, with a pe- bonus di- with a sorry not a bonus die with a penalty die because he's prone. Hard pass. Um, oh, just a regular pass from him. 20. All right. So you kick him in the ribs and 1d6 oh. plus 1d4. 1d3 plus... Oh, 1d3, yeah. Which Sorry. I'm obviously... Yes, I am using a d6. Yeah. Do the 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3. It's the same thing again. So it's a 2 and a 1. All right. Three so you points. kick this guy again. Peaced up. Yeah. Jesus. I feel like Heather runs out from behind the bar now and is like, stop. (laughs) This guy, you might have broken a rib on him at this point. He's like, ugh, and he tries to spin over and tries to get up. Walter kind of grabs you. He says, well, he might have learned his lesson there. Uh, Gosh, uh, don't get yourself in trouble there, Lenny. And the guy starts to stand up. Nobody's around, Walter. The guy starts to stand up and he grabs his ribs and uh, starts to try to run away. That's his turn. Mm. Uh, Walter's not going to pursue this dude. No, I'm not going to chase after him. If uh, if he didn't get us so quick, I might have... You better not come back around here, you punk ass. (laughs) What'd you you say there, Lenny? If he he didn't, you know, hop up so quick and try to get away, I I might have... I'm not going to pursue. Okay. I'm just going to just kind of stand there. So he runs away without the cash or anything and 
gripping his ribs, and you see a trail of blood from his nose behind him. Walter's uh, Walter's cool head uh, had a way of pulling me back a little bit. <laughs> All right, so he runs away. Yeah, that would be one hit point away from death for Walter. So uh, he thought he might want to intervene at that just point. Stand in the middle of the yeah sidewalk, just watching <laughs> him run for a second. No reason to call nobody. We got it all sorted. Just uh, put that drawer back together. Let's get out of here. All right. So, guys, I think that's where we're going to end this session uh, with an act of heroism. I heard a man. (laughs) (laughs) I heard a man. Good. All right. uh, Is it luck time? Walter would be on his deathbed if that was him. I was wondering that myself. I think it might be. I'm going to say yeah. It makes sense to me. And that way it's easy. It'll be 30, right, every three games? Even though it didn't start that way, but it makes sense. Right. <laughs> so if you guys roll roll your uh, your percentile dice, and if you get over, you're lost. So 30, y'all. What's up with that? Y'all. Now I finally get a low roll. Be- best roll, roll I've over ever the rolled. Luck. Yes. I haven't gotten luck the last two times. 58 this time. I got a six. All right, so add six to your luck. I shall. Chad, Jenny, did you guys get uh, luck rolls in? Nah, no. sadly, I rolled a 22. Oh, I see. That stinks. Poop the bed. I got uh, 13. Yeah, uh, you want that during the rest of the game, but not here. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I just thank our listeners for joining us for episode 30. I also want to thank our newest Patreon member, Andrew Fletcher. Thanks for supporting us, dude. And uh, we'll see you next time. But until then, remember, sanity is overrated. Hey, my (laughs) That's what the end always sounds like to me when you end it. Do you have any with the necklace on feet? I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a different podcast. This is now a feet podcast. <laughs> I can't help it. It's... Um, fuck. Hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. And if you want to support us and make our show better, head on over to our Patreon. You can always email us at contact at thatcthulujohn.com with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at thatcthulujohn.